Welcome to Everything's Not Black and White with your hosts, Lala and Brian. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode. You're like, where y'all been, Lala? I know it's been a minute, y'all, but you know, life. I'm just going to say it, life. And sometimes there's a lot happening, but you know what? We've been thinking about y'all. We love y'all. We are back with an amazing conversation with two amazing people. You know, I love that I get to do a lot of consulting work where I meet people who are just so fascinating within themselves, but we talk about a lot of different pieces that we have both in in common and in different. And what I love is that what we have in common with this couple that's here today is names. Because <laughs> names are important, right? Names are, are, are really a big marker of who we are. And her lovely name is LaShondra, just like mine, and spelled just like mine. <laughs> and his name is Lamar, which is my grandfather's first name and my father's middle name. So you know we had to get connected. I mean, that too many coincidences for that to happen. I gotta but, say, I'm feeling a little bit left out over here. I'm sorry, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> like anybody got a Brian in their family? Anybody got a Brian? No, mm, I can't help you. My no, I'm sorry. Yeah, that didn't the help. cheese stands alone. All right, sorry about that, Brian. So you're gonna be left What's out a little name, bit. Brian? <laughs> <laughs> but we love you, Brian. Thank you for being here. Yeah. But we're really excited to have this conversation because we're going to talk about family, what family means, um, what it looks like when you have both a permanent and a temporary family and the mental, physical, emotional challenges and benefits that can come on either side. So we're going to welcome to the podcast today, Lamar and LaShondra King. Welcome. welcome. Hey. Hello. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Appreciate that. So excited to have you. So when Lamar and I first met, I was doing some diversity, equity, and inclusion training, um, and it was virtual even, it, mm-hmm. but I, there was so much energy that we could feel from the screen, and we ended up connecting again recently, and we're like, hey, I know you, and I'm like, hey, I know you too, and we got to talking, and we had a great coffee, and we are like, look, like you have such a powerful story that I feel like our listeners really need to hear and learn from. And I said, bring your lovely missus because anybody named LaShondra. Hey, good people. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. For sure. So, Lamar, if you wouldn't mind kind of getting us started and give us a little bit about your background, how you grew up and like family and what family means to you. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you for that question. And thank you for having us. It's an honor to be here. So, Lamar King, I was born in Dayton, Ohio. Dayton! Yeah, absolutely. So, we're (laughs) residing now, my wife and I, in Columbus, Ohio, but born in Dayton. And so, for me, mom had me at an early age. Mom had me at 17. Mm. And so, the similarities I know with my wife as well, She, her mom had her when she was 17. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, for for me, mom, she it was a lot of things uncertain during that time. Sure. You know, a lot of influences, things happening. And so, for, for me, mom, I remember when mom got close to graduating high school, she had a teacher pull her to the side. And say, why are you messing with these knuckleheads? Why are you playing around? You don't have much longer before you can graduate. Mm-hmm. And it was what this teacher told her, encouraged her to buckle down and to finish. And so for 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 me, when I hear her share that story, that built some resiliency inside of me. Mm-hmm. So when she had me, there was a school that could actually you can have your kid in one in a part of the building. And the kids will still be going to the school. Wow. So, yeah. So from that interaction, just learning how mom finished high school, 
started me on my journey of resiliency. Mm. So from from there, I had spent some time living with aunts and going into the foster care system. Mm-hmm. So mom during that time, as I said, was a lot of things uncertain. Mom abused drugs. Mm-hmm. Mom abused me. And henceforth, I went into the foster care system. Yeah. And for me, living with my aunts was definitely a godsend. And my aunts stepping up to the plate to, to take me in. And at the same time, they had kids of their own. Mm-hmm. They had other mouths they had to feed. Yeah. And so it was tough for them to feed an additional mouth. So what they did was they they had a close friend who was a, like a relative who took me in at my first foster home. Mm-hmm. And she she was an extended a st- extended aunt. Yeah. So the funny thing is is that when I would get in trouble at her home, she would say, "I can't spank you, but I know someone who can." Oh. oh. And oh. <laughs> So so she uh, she called my aunt up and I felt the wrath a couple of times, oh. but you know, it is what it is. And uh, but I was appreciative overall, the connection that I still have with my biological family, mm-hmm. although I was in the foster care system at this time. I still was connected to to bio family. Mm-hmm. And so while mom went into in prison, I still had this connection. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you, first of all, for sharing that, because that's a very intimate and beautiful, vulnerable story to share. So I really appreciate you sharing that, because I know there's probably a lot of people who have experienced very similar things. So to hear you talk about that uh, is an encouragement, because you, for people to, let me just tell y'all, this is one of the most together, amazing young men that Mm -hmm. I have met in a very long time, and to know that his life started with those challenges. He's not kidding about resilience. Mm. You know, he's such an incredible, just heartfelt person. And even I'll tell you the way he talks about his wife. Let me just tell you, because I mean, <laughs> again, all the Chandra's are great. <laughs> but just that part touches me Facts. deeply. It really yeah. does touch me deeply. You know, if we can talk a little bit, if you're comfortable sharing, you know, Knowing that your mom was in a situation, she was 17 and she was dealing with, you know, addiction and some other pieces like mentally, where were you? Did you feel wanted and loved? I know you said Mm. it was great to have a connection to your biological family. Sure. But like what was some of the emotions that you were going through as a young man? Yeah, that's a really great question. I feel that in all young people, you want your mom. Mm. Mm hmm. You have people who are there who support you, who care for you. But at the end of the day and at the beginning of the day, you want your mom. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was tough. Mm -hmm. That was tough to be able to be separated and away from mom since I was the only my mom's only child. I did have a sister who passed when I was four. Mm -hmm. So that connection to mom was that was it for me Mm -hmm. so to be away from her was definitely tough Mm -hmm. and to have to now do life and -hmm. learn how to do life without mom and I see people would be with their moms and Mm -hmm. people would cuddle with their moms and in school and things of that nature and so that was tough to I did feel like I didn't belong Mm -hmm. when I, I spent time in foster care and being away from my biological family I did feel like I wasn't loved And so for me, it was really tough to really wrap my mind around what does love really look like? Mm -hmm. 
And as I've grown and as I've matured, I understand that love doesn't necessarily look like those who are biological family mm-hmm. or it doesn't look like it is. It's just it's really some people who just love you mm-hmm. and you can have extended friends who become more like family. And so I I did still have that connection with biological family. And now I'm in a place now where mom and I are in a place where we can love each other with Mm -hmm. where we are. And so and that's so that's for me. It's everyone is in a place where they are. And for me, I've had to learn to accept where I am Mm -hmm. as well as accept, accept where my mom was at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that's so beautiful, and I, and I definitely want Lajondra to talk about this a little bit, what was resonant to me when, when Lamar and I had a chance to really sit down and have a conversation, there's that unit when you say you feel half and not feeling whole, Lashandra became the whole for him. And I want you to talk about a little bit, Lashandra, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. like when you met Lamar to where he is today, like talk to us about that journey for you how you got to know him, how you got to fall in love with him, and how you see your relationship today. Like I said, we met in middle school, um, didn't interact too much. And then later on in our early 20s, we uh, kind of reconnected and established a friendship. Um, we didn't start dating till uh, 2020. So that's about 10 year relationship there. Mm-hmm. And I told him I didn't really get to meet him until we started dating because we were just platonic friends. And so there's like, this is my dude. That's my boy. And um, as we started dating, just how considerate he is, um, his relationship with God is super important to him, which is very attractive to me because it's the same for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that drives everything for him. So actually, you know, allowing God to bring that wholeness to him and then I can come and be a part of what God is already doing is, is the amazing thing. And continuing to watch him Growing his relationship and growing his wholeness is beautiful. I love that. That's great. Mm-hmm. I love that. And one of my friends told me once that he said, I think you and Brian are like a rock and a balloon. And I go, mm. okay, help me understand that. He says, well, you're the balloon because you uplift him and he's the rock and he grounds you. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's mm. accurate. That is mm. really, really <laughs> accurate. And I love that description. I'd never heard anybody say that before. But that was really, really powerful for me. So I would love to hear what would you consider the thing that grounds and uplifts the two of you? Like, how do you all work cohesively as a unit and as a family? That's a really great question. I feel for for us, we are actually four days from now will be 10 months that we have been married. Mm -hmm. And thank you. That's beautiful. So after our, our friendship, as she may mention that. I had asked her to be my girlfriend on her birthday, October 30th, 2020. And then I had asked her to be my wife, August 14th of 2021. And then we got married August 2022. And so now here we are. And for us, what has been a grounding force for us is our relationship in God. Mm-hmm. That is what really keeps us solid Mm -hmm. in terms of how we look at each other Mm -hmm. how we treat each other Mm -hmm. and for us that's very important in understanding that we have a flawed upbringing Mm -hmm. and i just you i just speak from myself sure and and how i 
the things that I just shared earlier. So understanding and receiving love was a challenge. Mm. And I under, I had to understand that this woman can't give me that. Right. This has to come from God. Mm-hmm. And as God gives this to me, now I can receive it from her. So that was really a saving grace for us. And then also going back to another point she made mention of is our friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And being able to, to really just relax and have fun. Yeah, She helps me out a lot with that. Yeah. I don't know what the dynamic in you all's relationship <laughs> is, but I can be really serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so she brings the playful, joyous side out of me, which mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoy. I love that. I think that's what the best thing about having a partner is they always bring the best out of you. And that's, yeah. that's awesome yeah. to hear that that's happening. Yeah, Absolutely. I love that. I, w- I would say that's accurate for Brian and I. When we first started dating, you know, we, we knew each other for a year before we even went on our first date. Like we, mm. I, I, he would always say, I flirted with him because I was the aggressor. I'm going to, I ain't going to lie. I was the aggressor. I flirted first. Like what you saw? Listen, listen. It was a paper arm. He used to be my Staples delivery driver. So he'd bring that big old box of computer paper and that paper arm. I was like, what's up? It's something about a man's strength. Listen, listen, you know, and so then it was fun. and, And then we started dating and we actually literally got married a year to the day of our first date. Hmm. So I understand yep. <laughs> what you're talking about like that. Because when you know, you know. Absolutely. Right. You, you know, when we know young chickens, we, know. you know, we, we, we season folks. Right. Like y'all season folks. Like, you know, you, you ain't got L- time to play. Little mm-hmm. did you know, like 17 years later, that paper arm come arthritic. Listen. <laughs> Barely, barely use that right arm. Listen, we rub that paper on with some BioFreeze every yeah, night. Right. It's all right, yeah. you know what? Because that's love. Yeah, listen, Epsom salt baths and BioFreeze, yeah. honey. Listen, hey, this it might is. be a little bit off topic, but I do want to ask. You said you were dating in 2020. What was it like trying to date during COVID? Mm-hmm. We ain't doing nothing different. Yeah, we like to be outside a lot, so we went for walks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We did so, do a lot of walks. We really enjoyed the parks here in Columbus for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Beautiful. I think also too, we, when we walk, we, we spend time reading. Mm-hmm. So that was just trying to think we really weren't like for Brian, we didn't even kiss. Okay. Like yeah. we, we held off on kissing, like hugging was what we got into, but it was like, no, we're not going to kiss any. So it would be like the close closeness of COVID being mm-hmm. like, you know, we was like, no, we, but that for us was, um, that worked for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in that journey of really just getting to know each other, really wanting to understand each other, where each other were coming from. So the fun that we had was like she said, going on walks, um, being in a park reading. Mm-hmm. Um, those were a lot of the things that we, we, we bowl. Um, we've, we actually, we do date night every week. Yeah. And I really do feel that was a continuation from yeah. our friendship when we were date, when we were um, getting to know each other. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I awesome. love that. Mm-hmm. Th- that's so encouraging to me on so many levels, you know, thinking about, again, you know, as I couldn't even imagine being pregnant at 17 to be 100% honest with you. I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine. And for both of you to have that experience in trying to understand who you were as individuals and now coming together as a couple, you know, it's really so important. I think, you know, the definition, like you said, of family, it doesn't have to be by blood mm-hmm. all the time. 
It doesn't. Yeah. It has to be the connection that you both want to be with each other. You want to see the best mm. come from each other. And you want to make a difference in each other's lives and the lives of others. And so that is incredibly powerful yeah. for me to yeah. watch you both do that in this community. So I do want to yeah. talk about that a little bit, about how you're both showing up in the community and showing people love in a much different way than maybe they have ever experienced before. This was really great that we both get a chance to do work that we really enjoy and we get to come home with the excitement of that mm -hmm. and to be able to to share in the joys to share in the not so good days but we know that the work that we're doing is purposeful mm -hmm. so what i get a chance to do what i get to do mm -hmm. is is train foster caregivers and caseworkers on issues regarding foster youth mm -hmm. so i get a chance to inspire them in the work that they're doing. And for me, it's a glorified testimony that I get to share. And I get paid to do that and to help these folks to do their work more effectively. So I really enjoy being able to assist them and come alongside them where they may be mm -hmm. and to let them know I am just one example of many yeah. who have come through the foster care system and who's doing some amazing things mm -hmm. here on this earth. Yeah. So I enjoy being able to share this with my wife and bring this excitement home and then hear what she she does. Yeah. And so we get a chance to kind of play off each other with that. Yeah, I love mm -hmm. that. And what do you do, dear? Uh, one of the things that I do is I'm a basketball coach. So I coach at a high school here in Columbus. That's my first love. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Yeah. I remember... I came home from work. I used to live with my sister before we got married. And she was like, how was work? And I was like, work? I was at basketball practice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I absolutely love being able to pour into young ladies in that way. And then what I do during during the day is I'm an um, enrollment coordinator for NCUS Tech, which is a career college. So we offer uh, skilled trades to the community where we get grants and scholarships for them so they can come and take these trainings without having to pay anything. And then we help them help them get a job in the field they train in. So yeah. we do trainings in construction, IT, um, healthcare, advanced manufacturing, and helping the community get into jobs. I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's yeah. so beautiful to me because it's such like it's stretching and reaching back to right. the lives that you had, and you're just like, we're gonna make sure people have the best experience possible in their lives mm -hmm. based on experiences that you all had. Mm -hmm. That is such a beautiful mark of selflessness mm. that I just appreciate about both of you. Um, and it's such a, I always talk about power couples. Y'all are a power couple. Hey. <laughs> listen, listen, Absolutely. anything that you appreciate. can do to help change youth's lives and the yeah. trajectory of their lives appreciate is incredibly that. special. Yeah. It yeah. is incredibly special. You mentioned uh, healthcare and I was just curious what the stats show like 70 to 80% of kids that come out of foster care have some type of mental health issues that they mm. got to deal with. And I'm curious how important taking care of mental health, especially in the black community from everything I understand, there's some challenges in the black community that my yep. wife's told me mm -hmm. that those needs are not being met necessarily. Mm. How do you feel about that? It's important work mm -hmm. that the mental health is taken care of. We think about when our car breaks down, we take it to a mechanic shop. When we go and we break a bone, we, we go to see a doctor. And there's so many other things that we go and when we have a dentist, we get a checkup. Mm -hmm. But where do we go when our mental health, right. what, where is our, our focus 
on in terms of getting that checked out. Mm-hmm. And for me, that looks like therapy. Yeah. That looks like spending time with someone who I I love and trust mm-hmm. that I can share and open up in that way. And and also in addition to that, that looks like what do I do with my my time when I'm by myself? Mm, what kind of things am I thinking about when I'm by myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, that's declarations that I've declared over myself. It's I am statements mm-hmm. that I say over myself mm-hmm. that empowers me to believe more than what I may be looking through my natural lens, but seeing myself in, through the lens as God sees me. So for me, that helps me keep a mental state um, is going out hooping on cats <laughs> you know, doing that, still doing my somewhat speedy thing um, <laughs> on a on the basketball court, um, but still, but still got it. It definitely still got it. So that's mm-hmm. always fun. It's having walks and talks with my wife. Yeah, mm-hmm. being able to talk to her about what's going on, on the inside of me. Yeah, and to know that I have my friend who's going to listen mm-hmm. and be a, a, a ear to say, you know, hey. Uh, what you thinking is um i think you thinking what is right or i think you should let that go or whatever that may mm-hmm. be but i have her as a springboard mm-hmm. so what i see is it's a snowball yeah and what i have to what i recognize is what things make me feel good mm-hmm. on the in, inside of me mm-hmm. and from that these are the things that i've seen that gives me joy that gives me life that gives me energy okay and it gives me the the understanding that if I am in a healthy place, then I can help and pour into someone else as well. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And I applaud you for doing that. Yeah. Thanks, you. man. Yeah, I love that. You know, well, one of my favorite lines somebody I heard somebody say is that self-care isn't selfish. Mm. And I 100% believe that because you can't pour from an empty cup. So right. you've got to fill yourself up. So I love that you mentioned not only the affirmations because i 100% believe that and in, in speaking out and manifesting the things that you want for your life yeah. um, and how you want to impact the world, you know, from your both for spiritual perspective, but also a, a human in walking on this earth perspective, but then also understanding where some of your limitations are mm. and being able to have that partner, right? Yeah. Having that partner to say, hey, babe, let's talk about, let's think about this in a different way, mm-hmm. you know, because I know that's helped me and Brian so much with each other. You know, sometimes I might come home and I'm, about something never, that's like, never, never. I know, I'm always <laughs> yeah. calm, aren't I? I'm always <laughs> calm and together, you know, but he can just sometimes, again, he's that rock. He's kind of soothing mm-hmm. me and like, let's talk about it, babe. Like, what can you control? Okay, if, if you can't control that, what are you still working on it for? Why are you mm-hmm. worried about it? Mm-hmm. Control what you can control. And let the rest go because it's going yeah. it's going to be what it is, mm-hmm. right? And so it's helped me a lot as I think about when I walk through life every day. I said, "What joy can I bring to somebody today?" You know, and if it's only one person, then that day was well spent because that one yeah. person's life has changed for the better. Mm-hmm. You know, so I see that in both of you, mm-hmm. and I think that's such a beautiful thing. As there's a lot of of hurt people yeah in this world a lot of things that people are struggling with Mm -hmm. and the fact that what you do every day is giving people hope Mm -hmm. and giving them a view and saying your your past doesn't determine your future come on absolutely Absolutely. you know and so y'all are living proof of that yeah and so i am just so honored that you all welcomed the opportunity to be here and share your stories with us and our listeners because i think it's going to really empower somebody and give somebody say that was my life too this is not the end of my story 
So if people want to get to know you and, and connect with you and kind of watch what y'all are doing so they can be a part of it, like how can they do that? I'm on the Facebook. Uh, you can find me there at Lamar King. And you'll see a handsome black man in the yes. uh, in the suit there, and I'm um, yes. actually kissing the forehead of my bride. Yeah. Um, and then um, so um, so you you can find me there, and then also I was trying to remember what my background picture was because I remember I felt like I just had a picture of me, and I was like, hold on, it's not just me no more. Yes. <laughs> so, so so yeah, the um, so there um, so I'm there, and then also you can email me at Lamar King three eights. 888 at gmail.com awesome thank you and mr chandra i am also on the facebook the facebook <laughs> <laughs> under my name lashandra n king um i have a instagram handle at be inspired fitness 33 all right I now i like that not like that be inspired oh fitness. yes you gotta inspire the people listen mm -hmm. that you sure do i love <laughs> Absolutely. that and all that information will be in our footnotes you can just click on that and uh, get a direct link right to these fine folks absolutely yeah. awesome. and brian Thank if people want to connect with us how do they do that it's a great question they can email us at enbwpodcast at gmail.com and uh, we'd appreciate it if you'd also follow us on, on facebook we got cover art and we got new episodes to get updated every couple weeks Thank you so much, Lamar and LaShondra. Thank mm. you for enriching our souls today. You both are such a beautiful couple yeah. inside and out, and we are just so pleased to have you. So thank you for spending your time with us today. Thanks, Law. Yeah, appreciate thank you that. for having us. This was awesome. It was yeah, yeah, it was fun awesome. times. And y'all did great. Y'all did great. So we appreciate it. And thanks, Brian. Lashandra, you're the they're quietest LaShondra I've ever had in this house. <laughs> I appreciate that. I don't know. I don't know if I can handle two of those over there. <laughs> She's lying. not so quiet. I don't he know. In, in our house, I don't. I don't think you, oh, she really goes to singing. Yeah, it goes to <laughs> singing and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Y'all are just lucky. You got special women like us mm -hmm. for sure. Absolutely. For sure. We say, we say that every day to ourselves. I know absolutely. you do, and we will remind you. Yeah. If you don't. Yeah. <laughs> that part, right? That is right. true. That's right. beautiful. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, and share. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.